OTB Sports Rugby. Everyone in the world thinks Ireland should win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you pick the combined side, who'd get in from Wales? Jeez, I don't, no, no one, I don't think. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. Well, we've just been watching Nottingham Forest beat Leeds United by a goal to nil. Uh, Vinny, this was your typical Forest Premier League performance. It's the fifth home game they've won at the city ground since the return to the Premier League. They haven't conceded a goal in any of them. Four of them have been one nil victories. It's not pretty on the eye but it may well be enough to keep them in the league. Yeah, and I think that's all that matters. To be fair to Steve Cooper, um, he's under not that much pressure uh, in because they're not expected to play good football, great football. It's just meant to get results and stay in the league, and they've done that. To be fair to Leeds, I think Navas was... was uh, probably the difference today a uh, string of really good saves kept them in the game when Leeds were decent in that first half and then ultimately Leeds ran out of ideas and Forrest you would say you know Johnson's finish is brilliant but beyond that they had no real quality in the home game and uh, as you said it's becoming a bit of a, a fortress ground the city ground and um, really good result for them and it, it takes them away from from the danger zone a little bit more it's a remarkable thing and shows where the Premier League is at that we're talking about Kaylor Navas, three-time Champions League winner at Real Madrid, who's just moved on loan from Paris Saint-Germain, is the goalkeeper for Nottingham Forest, who are only back in the top flight after a couple of decades out of it. The spending power, the money that is involved. They've bought a ridiculous amount of players, up on 30 players since the start of the January tra- since the start of the summer transfer window. It does seem as though Cooper has found the formula though that works from now. Yeah, he has. As I said, it's a strange comment to make in the sense of there's no real pressure on them. They don't look like a really good football team. I would say to you, uh, coming into the game, I felt Leeds were in a, a stronger position as a team and you know what Leeds are going to do. Ultimately, Leeds are short of mm. uh, scoring goals. But with this Forest team, I see a lot of players thrown together and you, you, you fear that it might be enough to keep them up this season but you fear that they're not building a team and a club and a, a structure around them that would be my only concern but there is a there, there's a lot of character in that yeah. for a group of players who have been brought together uh, over the past 6-9 months there is a character a togetherness a resoluteness in that in that performance where they've bought into what Steve Cooper wants yeah no absolutely like but uh, I just mean in terms of it's brutal to watch it's, there's a lack of quality and Nico Williams really struggled today uh, Serge Aurier has been poor over the last while albeit start of the season well um, they lacked a little bit of quality and at this you would imagine at the premiership level you get found out eventually they're still not safe and they need a couple of more wins and sometimes to win games of football you need to go and have a little bit of magic about you and that would be my fear but they may just have enough this year and their spending power is certainly going to help them and they're in a stronger position than a lot of other clubs in around them and points on the board will go a long way. Well, to flip it, all you need to do is look at Leeds United who were by far the better team, certainly for the first hour, the last half hour, uh, you couldn't say neither side uh, really did very much. It sort of petered out, which suited for us. But for the first hour, uh, Leeds created a lot of chances uh, not to look at a huge threat down the left-hand side. And they look a better team, arguably, than Nottingham Forest. But Forest are now six points clear of them. And what do you say to the Leeds fans who are looking at that about Jesse Marsh and where they're going? I would say you have to be really worried. And I, I, I like Jesse Marsh. I, I I know people listen to his sort of 
because he's come from America and you get certain language around it and people criticise him but I like what he does but I'd have a real fear for this Leeds team because you would say yes on paper they're as good as not in the forest they're, you know, they're probably a better team and a better structure to them but they don't have any momentum at the moment and it seems to be the wind has come completely out of sails uh, Banford has been you know, a real disappointment is the last 18 months, two years of a career hasn't helped. And unless you've got someone that can put the ball in the back of the net, you're going to really, really struggle. You don't even see Leeds going up and being a threat from set pieces. So I think they're in a real, real uh, rut at the moment. It may be at the board level, they feel the only way of getting out of it is change the manager and getting a new manager bounce. So that will be the fear for Jesse Marsh. But they look like they're. Uh, a good team with nice players but soft and you compare that to the, the Forest team we've seen today you can see there's a bit of character in the Forest team and they'll dig in and get results and if you're soft at the highest level you're going to get punished by teams and that's where they're at at the moment and I'd fear for them at the moment uh, They've two games against Manchester United coming up over the next week which are always huge games for Leeds fans maybe they give Jesse Marsh that and they did lose key players during the summer. They lost Calvin Phillips. They lost Rafinha. And now they've lost Rodrigo as well. So they had themselves a goal scorer. He was up in 10 Premier League goals. I said Bamford just doesn't seem the same player since injury. Uh, Rudder came on, 35, 36 million. Hasn't scored a huge amount of goals, even no. in the Bundesliga. Club record signing. Didn't do very much when he appeared. Like Part of the problem is that you look at the Leeds team and you go, there's a lot of nice players there. Yeah. But none of them look to be at the peak of their powers right now. No, and that's the fear. A lot of nice players. Uh, Rodrigo's a big loss. 10 goals and I think 25 games. That's a big loss for them. Um, and he could have used that time to... Banford needs games. You would like to think they can get him close to his best again, or you hope they will. But um, I thought, like, when you look at the money from Fal- Calvin Phillips they brought in from Man City, they haven't reinvested that into the squad, to be fair. And they've backed the manager. They've sort of changed the team a little bit and where they were. Uh, so a lot of good players have come into the club but they just look like they've a bit of a soft belly and uh, when you go away to clubs like Nottingham Forest who are going to dig in you're not going to pick up results that way and that is the problem for Leeds at the moment they look a little bit soft Yeah, seven games without a win they're only outside the relegation zone on goal difference and only ahead of Everton on goal difference when we look back at the weekend there's a lot of interesting storylines and Everton is certainly one of them uh, Sean Dyche goes in it's a uh, Dwight McNeil corner it's a James Tarkowski header it's very much made in Burnley that victory over Arsenal uh, was there anything about that Everton performance that surprised you yesterday no, considering not, not really. what Sean Dyche could do in a few days yeah no not really I think uh, he, he's gone in there's a lot of talk around Sean Dyche in terms of I know he'd done um, some sort of a fitness test with the players and um, but Eddie Howe done the same thing at Newcastle and there wasn't the same noise, you know. There's a lot of noise around Sean Dyche. I think he's trying to change that. He's done a lot of these high-performance podcasts and things like that and he's spoken up a lot to try and sort of give people a bit of his character and what he is. But ultimately then he doesn't shy away from the fact that he is all about hard work. He is all about uh, people being honest and honest to the game. And I thought Ever- Everton were that. Uh, perfect example of from an Irish eyes was Seamus Coleman performance it's the first time I've seen Seamus on the pitch wherever I went he's fit enough for this level 
I don't I don't mean a lack of fitness in, in a lazy way I mean a run of games and I think someone like Coleman will benefit from working under Sean Dyche where everything will be done 100% perfect every stat will be analysed every inch on the training ground uh, as you said set pieces will be managed and I think Coleman will benefit from it you've seen that Mar- Martinelli was taken off because mm. he was ineffective and Coleman done really well albeit Everton were sort of really defensive and uh, there wasn't a lot of space behind Coleman but I thought that's a perfect example where you see really good players and, and Deutsch getting the very best out of them it's incredibly incredible how quickly you look at a team differently with a different manager whereas now you look at Everton and a week ago they gone oh there's such a, a lack of conf- uh, confidence a lack of quality in that squad yeah. and no new signings coming in whereas now you're going they've got the England goalkeeper they've got two vastly experienced centre halves in Tarkowski and Cody who know what these sort of challenges yeah. are all about Onana was exceptional a Belgian international in the mid midfield and Dominic Calvert-Loon looked like a player again uh, after that performance and listen there's an initial high of a new manager coming in are you looking at Everton's prospects completely differently now? No, you have to, and 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 it is the manager effect he, because he does, as I said, everything right, everything on the training ground is right. I think they play Liverpool in the next game or next week mm, or two. Yeah, they go to Anfield on Monday uh, week, and that will be another test for them. But it's also the perfect game. You don't need to get your players up. You don't, you know, Liverpool are struggling at the moment, so that'll be a good game for them. Uh, but yeah, you you would back Sean Dyche to get the the very best or last inch of. Uh, positivity out of these players and every last inch of sweat out of them and I would I would say more chances of staying up now than obviously Lampard in, in charge last week and of that I don't think there's any doubt Unfortunate timing for Arsenal who if they'd gone to Goodison Park any other week probably would have ran yeah. riot uh, they came up against a very different force yesterday Arsenal's chances of winning the title then based on that performance and even the performance against Newcastle when you're going up against a team who are rock solid defensively does Arteta have a few different things to think about now as to how he sets up for those sort of games? Yeah look I think Arsenal being exceptional particularly where they've come from and it's a big lesson for whether it's uh, Liverpool or Chelsea at the moment who are struggling or Manchester United who who have been coming force it's a big lesson Trust really good managers, give them time, let them grow into it. And they've done a brilliant job. But I don't believe for one minute that Arsenal will win this Premier League. Could be wrong, but I think Man City will 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 beat them and beat them comfortably. I think they're short of where they need to get to, uh, but they're on the way. I think Jesus has been a huge loss. I know Inkete has played well for them, but you, you really do struggle to win a league without an outstanding centre-forward. They don't have one. A lot of young players who form will come up and go, up and down, but they'll be there thereabouts, but they're just short, I feel, and I think they'll get to test now like a way to Everton and a couple of difficult tests will come their way they've played Man City a couple of times and I think they'll fall just short but the momentum taken into next season and where they've come from that tells you Arteta's been the manager of the year so far And uh, but I just feel they're short and um, that was the big test that he didn't pass on on um, against Everton uh, Big opportunity for you here now Vinny to make your name as a pundit because I haven't heard anybody fully get to the bottom of it yet what the hell is going on at Liverpool yeah like I, I suppose look um, it's on record maybe 18 months ago two years ago the importance of Liverpool on this radio station the importance of Liverpool signing Jude Bellingham at the time now it's an obvious one so I think everyone knows there's a problem in, in midfield 
And far be it for me to question Klopp, but the one one I can't get my head around is a couple of years ago when they struggled to get into the Champions League with injuries to centre halves. If you remember uh, Van Dijk's injury, and they they went to Nat Phillips and he was outstanding. And sometimes some of the solutions, and I'm not saying. Nat Phillips is the solution to all Liverpool's problems but sometimes it stares you in the face and they've got to get back and they've spoken about about keeping a clean sheet and keeping things tight and to see Nat Phillips sitting on the bench and Joe Gomez and Matip um, being awful on the pitch and you've got to go back to someone like Nat Phillips who's a natural centre half not easy on the eye he's not going to dribble out he's not going to make them tick from the back or any of them things but he's going to defend properly he's going to head mm. stuff he's going to win his tackles and Liverpool needs to start keeping clean sheets and some of the solution for Klopp is staring him in the face and I, I actually flabbergasted that he hasn't gone to Nat Phillips yet in, in, whether it's instead of Gomez or, or Matip as I said and get him in and win headers and uh, clear the ball and just do the ugly stuff what he is good at and listen we all know the problem then in midfield is is. but it feels it feels it's greater than that now that like if if there's a team in the Premier League you want to play right now it's Liverpool because every team that they go up against is creating chances and there were performances since Christmas against Brighton and Brentford where going into that game you knew the style of football the energy that they bring would cause this current Liverpool side problems but Wolves Wolves are a side who don't play with any great pace who don't play with a real intensity who like to control the game with Neves in midfield and they ripped them to pieces. Yeah, Liverpool have no momentum at the moment, and there's obviously uh, a couple of reasons for them. We won't know. We won't know maybe for a couple of years. You look at Jordan Henderson sitting on the bench, and people say, "Oh, Jordan Henderson finished." And yeah, he's nowhere near as good as he once was. But to leave Jordan Henderson on the bench while you know Naby Keita was on the pitch the other day, for example, who was really, really poor. So look, it's fine margins at that level. If you go back to the very first game of the season, Liverpool Man City in the Charity Shield, you look at Diaz and you say, yeah, he's rep- he's done a really almost Alex Ferguson like thing where he he said Sané or Mane is is nowhere near the level as he was or he's fallen off the level. He's replaced him with Diaz, who was outstanding, and now. Uh, that, that Liverpool performance Jota coming in for Firmino you were like the, he has he has cracked it uh, he has reinvented the side but all of a sudden six months later they just look a complete and utter average team small margins fine detail and um, yeah they look like they're really soft in midfield and, and you have to say that since signing the new contract Salah has been nowhere near the player that he once was and mm. he's lucky to be still in the team at times but um, Klopp doesn't look himself either now having covered Liverpool a lot during his time in charge he's he's often been a bad winner and a bad loser yeah. like his crankiness but, but after games his crankiness after games doesn't necessarily reflect yeah. what the result is but it really seems to have gone up a notch yesterday he was having a you know a real row with uh, one of the journalists James Pearce who'd be you know incredibly well respected has covered Liverpool for years and refusing to answer his question like, that is bringing it to another level of almost paranoia like this ultimately he is the one who will, will have the statue built of him outside of Anfield yeah. he will get all the credit as a Liverpool great when things are going wrong he needs to be able to answer the questions yeah. does that suggest that he doesn't have a clue what's, well, what the problem is well what I'll say on that is uh, and don't I, be having to go with journalists here now no I operate at a completely lower level absolutely from here down to their level and sometimes when the top team and the wind comes out of your sail, sails it's very very difficult to stop it 
and people need to be patient and need to understand and sometimes the manager actually don't know why because the whole week in training everything looks good you have the chats with the players and you, you, you know you've got some of the best players in the world on your pitch and it just doesn't happen you look at the Brighton game last week as you said they didn't deserve to lose that game they ultimately did and, and things just go against you and there's just no reason for it and um, or the reasons are that deep so there's a whole lot of things gone wrong at Liverpool I would say to you Klopp I would I would listen he could resign tomorrow but I would feel he's there for the long haul I think he'll rebuild this team and he'll, he'll feel like he owes it back to Liverpool have been so good to him but you've got to say that we spoke or we spoke in the uh, Charity Shield game as I said about his recruitment being brilliant he's got it completely wrong as a club they've got it wrong you look at Harvey Elliott and you think he doesn't fit the, the Liverpool way again great young player coming through doesn't fit the Liverpool way Curtis Jones doesn't really fit the Liverpool way um, they haven't got that part right in that part of the midfield and again um, Kanate hasn't worked out for them and Van Dijk is being off so look Sister manager releasing books about intensity. Andrew Rob- Andy Robinson doing books. Nothing worse than assistant managers getting ahead of themselves, is there? Yeah, no, there's not. Far from it. Um, I, I, I've I've had that. Uh, I've had that asked of a lot of assistant managers <laughs> over the years. Look, they've got to reset. A good assistant manager, by the way, Nathan, is sitting in the background. No one knows who he is. Um, but they forget that he was maybe quite good. But um, look, they've got to reset. They've got to get back to what they were good at. And Liverpool fans have to accept that this is going to be a difficult year for them. May not, or obviously won't get Champions League football at this stage, but I wouldn't put it past them winning a Champions League from nowhere. That's the type of magic that surrounds Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp. But it seems a long way off now at the moment and he's got to look at himself. We've got to question people in the club and say, we've got to do our job better when it comes to recruitment. Uh, someone like Jude Bellingham, as I said earlier on, is going to cost you now. 150 million and they're going to need to dig in that much um, to repair where they've come to great stuff any cheers thank you